This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Well, bless the Lord, everyone. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. I'm here to announce to you that there's bread in the house today. And for those of you with ears to hear, there's also seed. You know, every uh, harvest contains bread for eating and seed for sowing. And we need both, don't we? If we're gonna, if we're gonna operate in, and here's, this is gonna help you, those of you who have intermittent uh, harvests in your life. Well, don't let your seed sowing be intermittent. Don't let there be gaps in uh, in your sowing. And there'll be no more gaps and interruptions and intermissions, uh, interferences in your reaping. Well, if you have ears to hear it, you can do with it what you will. But I'm here to announce today that there's bread and seed in the house of bread today. You know, the house of God... Uh, is especially blessed. Now, God blesses everyone. He's good to all, the Bible says. Sun shines on, you know, the drug dealers. Amen. They could pull up to the gas pump. And, uh, the thieves and the robbers will fill their... It's going to cost them a little more these days, but you can still fill your tank up if you've got enough money, honey. Amen. Uh, but, you know, God's good to all. He doesn't withhold. But, you know, uh, it's just God's grace and his gift to us. But our gift to him is what we do with his goodness, how we respond to his goodness. As I believe everybody ought to know how good Jesus is. How good Jesus has been in uh, all that he bought for us. I believe everybody should know. I thank God there were people that when I didn't know, they thought I should know. Even if I didn't really want to know, wasn't seem interested in knowing, they sowed some seed anyhow. You know, what you need, Jesus said this, your father knows. He knows what you need. And he has supplied before you knew. He knew. There's a lot of folks that, you know, in this day of shortages, you know, there's still surplus here. I mean, God, God uh, has a surplus. And, but we have to, to live the abundant life. You know, Jesus needs to be front and center. They get hooked up with Jesus. He said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But you're not, you know, you're not running with a pack of thieves, are you? The devil ain't your friend, is he? Isn't that right? If you had a friend that was stealing from you, he wouldn't be much of a friend, would he? <laughs> Isn't that right? 
Well, he said the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. So just throw that, you know, anything that falls under those categories, you know that that's the enemy. That's not a friend to you. But Jesus, friend of sinners, the Bible says, and you know that got him in trouble, that he was friendly with riffraff and scum. And, you know, literally there's some translation that says that the religious people of the day said, why is your master hang out with scum? Well, you know, uh, aren't you glad that God defines us? Not the world, not the other, what other people think. You know, my... My happiness is too important to let it be between other folks' ears. What they think or don't think. They're going to think anyway. I don't need to know what most people. I thank God that, you know, that in Psalms it says, He will hide me in his pavilion from the strife of tongues. I'm so glad that I don't, you know, I'm not interested in what folks are saying behind my back or in, you know, uh, behind closed doors or all that kind of stuff. You know, there's more important things to be attending to than, you know, those kinds of worrying about words that, you know, just, uh, you know, I'm too blessed to be cursed. I'm I'm too... I'm not going to allow what, you know, the cursing or uh, uh, those that are against me negate the God that's blessed means for me. My, the blessing of God's too important in my life because I'm, I need to be a blessing, so I must operate in the blessing of God. I can't spend a lot of time fussing and fuming and be distracted by what other people do or don't do and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Are, are you listening? Amen. Jesus is my Lord. How about you? And if he's not, let me invite you right now and just say this, dear Jesus. I believe there's some people ready. I'm not trying to get this out of the way. I mean, you know, some of you have tuned in and you've already made up your mind. You know what? Today's the day and I am going to hook up with God. Well, then let's just oblige that. Amen. Well, you don't have to wait till the end. Because you're just going to be distracted. You know, let's just get you out of the darkness and into the light. And, and the service will be a lot better for you. Amen. If you've any have committed sin, you know the Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive them and to cleanse them. There might be some folks that you just need to, you, you've been waiting to feel forgiven. Listen, let's faith to be forgiven. Feelings will come out to it, but let's take it by faith. He is faithful and just to forgive. All. It's already been settled. You know, I remember uh, thinking about uh, uh, someone saying, it says, well, when God didn't heal someone they were believing to be healed. First of all, see, uh, you know, uh, he already has healed them by the blood. That's negating everything that Jesus, that's no faith whatsoever in what Jesus has already done. See? By the stripes that wounded him, you were healed. When? When they wounded him. He released his faith. That's a harvest he bought for you. That blood bought it all for you. Heal all sickness, all disease, any malady. Are you listening? Well, I have people say, well, when God didn't heal so-and-so. And to get all tripped up over that. Well, first of all, you know, God makes healing available. Healing always comes. Always comes. But you know, if you're willing to be offended with God, you will be. Isn't that right? Some people say, well, you know, uh, I, you know uh, 
and push it off on God that God won't believe and God won't forgive them. The devil say, well, you're too bad for God to forgive because you won't forgive yourself. You just got to accept it. You know, I was wrong. I've sinned in front of God. I'm not right with God. My life has not been uh, right where that's concerned. But thank God those sins are not being held against me. They've already, that's already been cleared. You've been pardoned, don't even know it. Got a clean slate, don't even know it. Just take it. Just take it. It's a free gift. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. But take it. Let's do that right now. Jesus, oh, good news you are, Jesus. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Cleanse me. Wash me. I receive your forgiveness. I thank you for a clean slate, Lord. Not a new leaf, but a new life. And I thank you I'm forgiven. Why? Because you're my Lord now. The devil ain't got nothing on me. And now he ain't got nothing in me because you're inside of there. Thank you, Lord. Amen. If you meant that, I'll tell you what now. See, uh, Jesus will do his part. He's faithful and just to do what he said he'll do. Amen. Now forget about the devil. He, you don't belong to him. His deal ain't your deal no more. Excuse my English, but you know it'll get it done. You know what I'm saying. Well, he knew before you knew. We we need to we need to. Yes, Lord, I'll say that. You know, you're you're wondering uh, how things are going to happen and what's going to happen and all of that, and and the Lord will let you stumble around and stagger around in the thing, uh, just like He did. Uh, Philip, He He gives you an assignment to do. You know it's the will of God. You know something's got to happen. Something needs to change. Uh, that type of thing. But he'll let you try to figure out on your own. It's a test of faith. It's a test of trust. He'll let you try to figure out how you're going to do God's work for God. <laughs> Knowing all the while what he has already purposed and planned to do. Why? That was settled before the foundation of the world. How he's going to work it out. He already knew. God already knows the way that he is going to make for you. And that way is the way to victory and triumph. You're going to be on top. You're not going to be down underneath that thing. You're going to be on top of it. And just take God at his word. If you don't take God at his word, I'll tell you what. People can be raised from the dead. You wouldn't believe them if they told you. Miracles happen all the time, all around. God's doing miracles, but a lot of people don't see them because they, they, listen, they love the dark more than they love the light. Don't want to believe there's a God. Now why? Because you'd be accountable to a God. That's so convenient, isn't it, to just believe that you know you're a, you're a blob of nothing or somethingness that came out of nothingness somewhere, all that kind of stuff, you know, just, you know, tie it back to, uh, you know, uh, you, just a little amoeba somehow out of the mess, crawled up on the bank and, you know, started uh, evolving and eventually, uh, you know, wound up standing up and got a briefcase and a suit and called itself an expert. It's a spurt, all right. That takes more faith for me to believe than that God created a man's body out of the dirt of the earth and breathed him on self, life, 
spirit into that body and man became a living being. The Bible says a speaking spirit like God because that's what God had purpose. He said, let us make man in our image. In our likeness. Well, didn't God make the amoeba? Yeah, and the amoeba's still amoeba. I do remember that much from biology. That and the rat, you know, that smelled like formaldehyde. Y'all remember that? The big... Anyhow, he had a frog, yeah. We had rats. Maybe a frog would have been better, but you know where I come from. They eat frogs. Anyhow, you might... There's some place they eat rats too. I digress. Jesus already knows what he's going to do. He's known it all along. He knew it before you even thought that you needed to know. He already knew. See, we need to have faith not in our faith, but in his ability. Not in our ability to figure God out and to manipulate God and to, you know, throw God's word up to him and make God do something. We don't make God do nothing. God's already done everything that needs doing and he says, I'm just asking you to trust me. It takes a lot of faith to uh, allow God and to trust God for him to connect the dots because until we become spiritual people, And see, here's the difference between, you're going to find in the days that we're living in, and the days especially that are coming. Now, God God is a God who's slow to shift things, but they will shift. When God changes it, change it. And, you know, uh, what was, there's a thing called the great reversal. And see, to just be a natural person and a little dab will do you and bring our natural stuff you know, to the things of God. That has worked in the past, but that won't work in the days that are ahead. You're going to find yourself falling short of God's glory. You're going to have to be a spiritual person that is alert and awake and filled with the Spirit of God and being led by the Spirit of God. Now, some of you just dismiss that and think that's just for the super spiritual people. Well, you know, it'd be better to have a little more oil than you need than to be like the five foolish uh, virgins that got all the way up to the place when they needed it most and they ran out. It'd be better to have a little bit more oil. Prepare before you need it. Are you listening? That's called wisdom. The wisdom of God. It's funny down here, you know, I'm from up north and, and up north by the time they get to the end of the wood pile and mud season comes and, and uh, you know, uh, they're glad that they made it to the one month that they have of summer. But I'm telling you, during that month of summer, they're thinking about the winter that's coming and they start piling that wood back up in there. Now down here in the south, you know, or when it gets cold, we might think about we need some wood. Are you listening? Because it's different. See, I think that's the way it is religiously down here too. You know, well, we know God's going to be there when we need him. I don't think we're living in days uh, now that, you know, that if you've lived a life that's sloppy, and you lived a life that's fleshy, 
If you live a life that's just self-willed, if you live a life that's sowing, the Bible says, the self-willed uh, flesh life, it says you'll reap corruption. And corruption is, is that you're going to go to get in your car, you know, uh, to drive out of the danger zone when the flood comes, and that car will break right in half because it's rusted out. So if you live a life of uh, sowing seeds of sloppy, you're going to reap that kind of harvest. And when you really need to believe God, you don't know how to believe God. I'm not being cruel or unkind. I'm just telling you, you know, uh, it, to, wisdom is be prepared. Prepare beforehand. Don't wait till winter comes and there ain't no grass growing in the winter time. Get your grass up during the summer. Plant, plant stuff in the fall that you know. I mean, you're in on it. Well, I just believe God's going to take care of everything. After all, He takes care of the birds. Yeah, but that bird got to get up in the morning, get off the limb, and go hunt the worm. All right, moving right along. I don't know which way to go here. You know, uh, (laughs) you're listening, right? Amen. You know, somebody needs to hear and somebody wants to know. And I've got a message for you from him. Good news. This is the day that the Lord has made. Don't, he didn't just make it up on the fly. You know, I, I, I think sometimes, you know, I'd get in trouble and, and, and you know, uh, make my own mess. Anybody ever made their own bed and had to, you know what I'm saying, got duped by the devil. I mean, just didn't see it coming, all that. And then you're thinking, you know, the next thought is, oh, my, you know, boy, this, took, this surprised me, so it must have took God by surprise. You know, Jesus turns to the Father and the Father says, Oh, Lord, what are we going to do now? Look at him now. I mean, we didn't plan on that. (laughs) No. Every temptation, there's a way of escape. The Lord, hey, I'll tell you something. Here, some of you just tripping up again and again and again. Welcome to the club. But you know, Jesus gave us a hint about that. He said to uh, Peter and them, he said, If you'll just pray with me for an hour. You'll pray through. Don't, he said, your flesh is weak. Your spirit's willing, but your flesh is weak. So the answer for the weakness of the flesh, yielding the temptation to the flesh, is prayer. Pray it through. And he said, and you won't enter into that temptation. The temptation will come. The flesh is weak. And, 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 and unpreparedness in that, prayerlessness during that time, sleeping during that time, are you listening? Oh, you'll get hung up. How many of you have been hung up a time or two? In the same thing over and over and over again. Well, prayer's the answer. You gotta have a personal prayer life, amen. And don't think you'll be heard for your much speaking. It's like that's where being spirit filled is concerned. You need the you need the power of the spirit to overcome the uh, the flesh. The self-willedness, the, the natural tendencies, the temptations where that's concerned. Amen. When the pressure gets on, see, don't, don't, don't be molded into the world's ways. Isn't that right? But, but press into God. Prayerfully press into God. 
See, don't treat Sunday like any, like, you know, look outside. How's the world do Sunday? I'm not condemning folks now. We all get to choose. Are you listening? But there's a world full of folks that when times of trouble come, they're going to wish they had some extra oil. And then see, they're going to come, sometimes people come and say, give us some of your oil. And, and see, the wise say this, you've got to get your own. We can't get, we don't have enough for you and us. You, you know, are you listening? It's funny how folk need God after the fact when we really need to understand we need and want God before. So you're prepared. How many of you ever been in anything you were unprepared for? Didn't turn out so good, do it? Isn't it better be prepared? Isn't that what, call, what, what you can use your faith out in front of yourself? Isn't that right? Hmm? You know, January, if Piggly Wiggly don't have no Wickles Pickles, and Walmart probably won't, there's shortages everywhere. But you know, the boy and the girl that grew some cucumbers and just canned that up, can just go in the cupboard and there's pickles. I heard Marilyn Hickey say one day, great woman of God, she said, she said, I can up the word of God. I may not need it right now, but I know there'll come a day when I do need it. So every opportunity, while, the, while it is today, see, I, ta- I advantage. So that instead of coming behind, I am able to advance. In the future. You know these are very very basic uh, things. But sometimes you know we, we forget. You know like Guy Lombardi said. He goes boys this is a football. The object is to keep the other folks from having that ball. And getting across their end zone. And for us to always have the ball as much as we can. And get it across into our end zone. That's pretty much the game. Amen. Folks, this is the word of God. The object is to hide it in your heart that you might not sin or miss the mark. Because someday, if you don't need it today, listen, put your eyes and your ears on it because you'll need it someday. Seed is not for today. Seed is for harvesting in the future. Amen. Somebody says, well, I need a harvest today. I got good news for you. He's got a harvest that he planted long, long time ago, the obedience of Jesus that'll help you and I today. Aren't you glad that he sent us to reap where, even where, by the grace of God, by the mercy of God. Amen. This is the day the Lord's made and he didn't just make it up on the fly. He purposed today what he has to say to you. You know, we have uh, uh, prayed and believed God and lived with uh, God this week with you on his heart and mind and you on our heart and mind. And and, and we're not not saying, you know, we're going to share just the overflow. We're going to share with you what he shared with us. Amen? He has prepared some things for us. And you know, one word from God can change the course for you. can change direction, change 
destiny for you and I? See, you know, uh, we ought to be glad and not sad or mad that it didn't work out back there. Like you thought it would, like you wanted it to and like you assumed that it would or that it should. Because if it had, you would still be back there with them, with it. Oh, it's going to sink down just a minute here for you, amen. Because, you know, the devil loves to narrow our little life down to the rearview mirror, doesn't he? And boy, we don't even, if if you're always looking back and backing up, are you hearing? You probably won't even, you recognize that the windshield's a lot bigger, the future's a lot better, a lot brighter. Aren't you? You know, come to the place where, you know, where you can actually, you know, be done being sad, be done being mad at yourself, at whatever, at other folks. You can just let it go. You can let it go. You can let it go, and in letting it go, you're going to get let loosed. And realize this, that if, it, if that had a worked out, See, like I thought it should. Like I told God he needed it to, he needed, if he had a just to listen to what I told him. Oh, I prayed. Oh, I prayed. I gave, I sang, I worked. I did everything I knew to do to try to get God to do what I wanted him to do. How many of you know, <laughs> you know, Sandy sometimes just say, uh, you know, the woman's a blessing. Yes, she is. But her gift is to see things that need doing. And her grace is to tell me what I need to do to get those things done that she sees need doing. I'll say, Sand, can't we just walk in the house? You said 15 things between the car and the back door. She said, I'm just saying. I said, please don't say it. She goes, I can't help it. I think and I need to let somebody know. I said, God. God. So I've learned. I said, yeah, I'm going to do that. Just not right now. We'll be getting ready to go to bed. She said, you know, such and such and so and so. I said, well, get your clothes back on. Let's go do that right now. <laughs> if you just do what I tell you to do, things would go well with you, God. I'd be a worshiper and a witness. Uh, you know. Now listen, we, how does the clay tell the potter, why did you make me this way? Now see, here's the good news. See, it didn't work out that way, but you know God will just do it another way, only better, only gooder, only greater. So it didn't work out, but God will work it out another way. Well, maybe not with them or with it, but you know what? Uh, if you really needed or wanted them, uh, uh, you know, it, uh, where that's concerned. You know, some people just choose not to be blessed by being around a blessed person. Some people just want to be unhappy, but you ought not to let their unhappiness affect your, happy, uh, affect your happiness. Are you listening? You do get to choose, but you only get to choose for you. I'm helping some parents right now. I'm, I'm helping some hover mothers right now. I, I, I'm helping some daddies that you need to understand. Are you listening? I mean, even the law says at 18 they're on their own. Sometimes we step in too soon and we try to fix stuff and we, and we mess up what God's trying to do. Praise the Lord. Because if you'll be God to them, they won't look to God. They'll always look. 
to you. You know, you know, if that had worked out, you'd still be back there and you wouldn't be here today and headed for the destiny that he has out in front of you. You know, I, 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 uh, I can praise him and give him glory that he's making uh, you and I new in another way. In another way. Oh, this church is a perfect picture of that. Amen. My life is a perfect picture of that. How about you? Your life is a perfect picture of that. You know, there's no, you know, the, uh, uh, my folks always used to say, uh, don't, uh, don't be crying over spilt milk. It's spilt. It's gone. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Let it water the watermelon and grow a great pumpkin out of it. Amen. Feed it milk. But move on. Make the most of it. Are you hearing? Oh, I could praise him that what was meant to be against me. I'm learning this, that if I turn it over to God, even what what was meant to be against me, if 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 I turn it over to God, I find that, boy, that turned out to actually actually be to my advantage and it advanced my life. All my enemies have helped me more than my friends have now. Are you hearing? See, if you hadn't done what you done me like you done me, I, I, I wouldn't know the God who can do me nothing but good. If you hadn't, if you hadn't been so bad, I would have never run to the God who's so good. It, it, somebody's getting... You ought to... You ought to just tell you now, you look like you're loosening up just a little bit here now. See, we're going to tell you the truth so you can get loose from some things. You know, you can get to the end of the chain. Are you listening? But Jesus will break every chain. See, his anointing, who he is, his person, his presence, and his power will set the captive free. It will let the loose the prisoner. It will lift the heavy burden and destroy every yoke. It will break every chain that causes you and I to live a limited life in the middle of, are you listening? In the middle of an experience with a limitless God. Paul said this, he goes, now they have my body, then my body might be in jail right now, but just wait a while, God will get me out of here. He said, but until then the word isn't. Bound, the word runs swiftly in the earth. The word's going to accomplish what God sent it to do. I'll tell you, if you want a difference in your life, do differently where the word is concerned. You have the measure that you measure with. Praise the Lord. You know, isn't this like Ruth that we find that, you know, we're joining her in the second chapter again? God first changes your position before he can change your condition. Now, you and I really, you know, uh, you don't need to be running all over the country and all that. At some point in time, you're going to have to get sorted out and settled and planted somewhere. Rooted so you can be fruited. But you know, the real position that God uh, wants us to realize is that you're just not an ordinary person. A natural person living a natural life. You have been seated with Jesus in heavenly places, but you've got to rise up. You and I have to get up. You have to press into 
the things of God, the realms of the kingdom of God. And, and to do that means that you have to be willing, you know, to become somewhat of a stranger to just living a natural life, running and, you know, jumping and running, having no time for God, sloppy with God, just, you know, Sunday morning only and that only occasionally. You know, you may, you may come up short someday. When you really have, when you have to believe God, you need to believe God, you want to believe God, but you don't know how to believe God. Live by faith. You know, we've, when I first came here, goodness sakes, I mean, probably five years, didn't teach on nothing but faith on Sunday morning and on Wednesday night. We got new folks now that you need to be schooled in, uh, in faith because the just shall live by faith. This is how you live. Isn't that right? But now, the way you do that is, uh, Ruth, as you watch the Naomi's. Hopefully some Naomi's here, some old school, that you know how to do that. Well, we got a bad report from the doctor. Yeah, but we got a good report from Jesus. Well, I don't know how ends are going to meet. God is the beginning and the end. He'll meet the ends in the middle. Well, I just don't see no way. Well, he is the way and we are in him, so you don't have to know what he's going to do. He might keep it a secret. He might ask you, what do you think about it? We need to get this done. And you may figure and figure and figure and figure, backwards and frontwards and say, boy, if we just worked a whole year, we couldn't pay for all this. And he says, he already knew what he's going to do. He just wanted to test you. Will you trust him? Will you give up the how and believe that he is the who, the what, the how, the when, the where? the what and the way oh yeah he's talking to us today isn't he amen well uh, the, let's change our position so that God can change our condition you are a child of the most high God you are not under the dominion of darkness anymore if you just put your face in the light. His word is a lamp to your feet, a light unto your path. Live in the light as he is in the light. Amen. How do I do that? Well, get up every morning and start the day with Jesus and stay with him. Don't just start with him, stay with him. Amen. I mean... Love him in the morning, love him in the noontime, love him all day long. Maybe we could draw a little closer to the center. Psalms 25 and 12, verse 14, Message Bible says this. He said, my question, what are God worshipers like? Your answer, arrows aimed at God's bullseye. Arrows aimed at God. My life is not. Let's contrast this with a life that is lived aimless, pointless. We're just shooting in the air and wind up anywhere. If you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything, right? What is a God worshiper life that would be a witness for God? It's an arrow aimed at God's bullseye. I'm looking for the center of his will. 
and the center of his way from life. There's no, I, I don't have to worry about the periphery stuff. Uh, that curse is way out there when I'm in the center of the blessing of God. When I'm seeking to be a blessing, I am so, I'm layered. There, there are layers in my life that the curse can't get to me. Hmm? There is a place where our conversation can be ordered or right. And when I'm talking about our, our way of life, our manner of life, that we're living uh, circumspectly. On purpose. We're, we're living accurately. Amen. Verse 14 says, God friendship is for God worshipers. They are the ones he confides in. Remember Jesus said this. He said, because you're my friends, I'll, I'll tell you everything I'm doing. That contrast that with a lot of, a lot of folks. You would be, the lines would be blurred between uh, religious people and non-religious people that don't have a clue what God is doing. I'm talking about the one true living God and sometimes don't care. You know, after a while, you can, you know, uh, the Bible says that the, the uh, results of neglect. Are you listening? The lazy person is, uh, is kin to the saboteur. You sabotage our sabotage our own lives through just neglecting, not attending to the Word of God. Now, attending to it is 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 not just hearing. You know, my dad used to say, uh, "I need you to go tend to that pony. She's staked out there. She needs some water." And then we'd come back. You know, child is is not very attentive. You hear it, but you weren't really listening. You heard it, you know. And here he come back, and the horse ain't got no water. And so then he comes in, and he says, I told you to attend to that. Different tone. Are you listening? Well, why? Oh, because it mattered. It was significant. Something was, you know. I mean, you'll die of thirst quicker than you'll die of hunger. Water's life, right? How many of you have heard God say some things? You know, oh, I'm preacher. You know, why you say all that? You say that every time. The Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God. I heard all that. Yeah, but are you tending to it? Are you bringing a different measure? Is it the bullseye for your life? Or is it just, you know, go through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, get down near Saturday, and it's like, you know what? We're going to go, and he's going to get on us again. No. See, if it's important to you, if it's a priority to you, you'll tend to it. And the difference, listen, the difference between winning and losing is this word. This is a victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Amen. It's quiet in here, and that's good, because sometimes you just need a soaker rain. Amen. Hallelujah. It don't need a flash flood where we just holler and spit and get red face and run around and everybody shouts hallelujah and one looks at the other and says, what are we hollering about? Well, we're watching the little red-faced man just do his antics again. Wasn't it a good time in church? Weren't we entertained? No, we need to be educated. I'm going to take the, the position of a student 
There's more that I don't know than I do know. I'm going to prepare for promotion. And God promotes you. I said, when God promotes you, amen. What, and what is that? What would that be? Oh, to be called a friend of God. To live in friendship with God. To just know what God's doing day by day. To just, you know, get up in the morning and say, God, do you want to hang out? And the Lord says, man, I was just waiting to be asked. I, I was fixing to call you. Isn't that right? You know, on my cell phone, it, it'll, it'll say, miss calls, miss calls, miss calls, miss calls, you know. And uh, sometimes, wouldn't it be nice if God had your cell phone number and you could, and, and you just had him punched in there as God and, and uh, you knew how many times he called you just today. You'd be aware and alert, you know. Uh, boy, I miss God's call. I better call, see what he wants. It might be important. It might be important. I might need to take that call. But you know, he don't do it that way, does he? Does he? He puts his spirit with us and then within us. And we'll just get that prompt. You know, my phone will, will uh, if, if the, uh, you know, if the ringer is off. How many of you know how to turn the ringer off on your phone? So you're not disturbed. How many of you that you you know how to silence your incoming calls? You can even silence your notifications, can't you? But you know God will send us a text, won't He? God will send you a, a written note. Oh, I didn't plan on saying any of this, but anyway, you know. Uh, You know, God is masterful at connecting the dots. And those dots are all step by step, day by day, little by little, foot by foot, is his way for our lives. Today, this is the day of salvation. This is the day of God's help and God's deliverance and God's working wholeness and soundness in our life. This is the one we have to work with. Are we working with the salvation of God? looking for because the Bible says because he set his love upon me and looking to me he goes I will deliver him in the day of trouble we're living in days of trouble right now I'm going to tell you what now you're getting a lot of trouble uh, you know by uh, just not with God but without God you'll be in a lot of trouble these are dangerous days they really are difficult days if ever we needed to draw close to God. And you know the move is our we, you, you know. Let me uh, come back down. We joined Ruth in chapter 2. And Ruth's in the field. And she didn't realize it. But God was connecting the dots. And she found herself in the part of the field that belonged to Boaz. Who is a kinsman redeemer. And who uh, is a type of Jesus. You know, I, I, I hope that you and I understand that it'd be good to be part of what God is doing right now. And God's doing the church. Now, you know, he, no good thing will he withhold. We've, we've, you know, and thank you for your faithfulness. Have you contributed, uh, you know, wonderfully? 
uh, sacrificially, that we make sure that anybody that doesn't want to come to church, the church is coming to them. Amen. You're living your life as a worshiper and a witness, laying your life down. You, you, if you had your druthers, you might live somewhere else and do something else and be with other folks. But God has you planted where he's got you planted and you're there for a witness. I always felt like that my job uh, when I worked uh, uh, was privileged to work around other people, all kinds of people. Most of them were not saved. I never really prayed, you know, too very hard for uh, you know, uh, Christian people. I had that at church. Why would I need that in the world? I, I, I didn't really need to be a witness to those that were already been witnessed to. I needed to be a witness to those that were like me. They were outside. So when I had a job, I took it seriously. I felt like I'm here on assignment. I'm here for someone, not just something. But someone, my ministry, money will follow my ministry, but my ministry is not to make money here. My, my ministry is to minister to the who that's here. All the other stuff will be taken care of by God. I'm a, I'm a person on assignment. See, my life is on assignment. And there have been arrangements for me, you know, to, uh, uh, to when I agree with that and align with that assignment, see, I'll have all the provision that I need. Amen. And, and you know, that, that helps life to be more purposeful, meaningful. Amen? It'll get you prayed up when you know you're going to go in there and... <laughs> well, our granddaughter learned a curse word. Uh, uh, from She's learning things from school. Some of them are getting her in trouble. So, you know, uh, uh, I'm sure some of you are familiar with some of the terminology that's out there. Don't look so holy. You know what I'm saying. She's in kindergarten. She come home, started calling her brothers and her little sisters, uh, you know, so-and-so and such-and-such. <laughs> you little so-and-so and such-and-such. Her mother <gasps> Ooh, <clears throat> adjustments need to be made, amen. Uh, my point being, you know, you're going to go down there and they're, if they're not thinking it, they probably are saying it because there's not much filter on the world. They probably are saying you so and so and such and such. Amen. And if you're not careful, you'll throw dirt right back at them because dirt will respond to dirt. Ain't that right? You need to just say, oh my goodness, you keep on to saying that and I'm going to call you saved. I'm going to call you worse than me. You're going to look better than I do. You're going to be in church on your knees, tears coming down your face. God melting your heart, laid flat and prostrate in front of the glory of God. You want to, I mean, feel, you will just be crazy for Jesus. Don't mess with me. I'll pray for you. Matter of fact, I'm doing that right now. And you don't need to think that him that's in you is greater than the one that's in me because the one that's in me is going to get you. Going to love you up. Going to love the hell right out of you. I'm going to love the hell right out of you. I have a look and say, to hell you will. I said, let me just tell you, heaven has come and hell is going to be going. I always I get joy out of that. That didn't. I wasn't. That wasn't sorrow for 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 me. Amen. Man, I'm out there in it. Amen. Briars and brambles. I got clippers. I got a sword of the spirit. I mean, you know. How about you? Aren't we going to be worshipers? Don't we worship Him in being a witness for Him? Shouldn't we be bold as a lion? 
shouldn't you know that they're there with you, you're not there with them. God put you in the middle of there and they're now all under your authority. And you're going to use that authority to ex- for God to exercise his ability and save that which was lost, deliver that which was bound, set free that which has been in darkness and in prison all of its life. God's going to open up blind eyes. God's going to unstop deaf ears. God's going to melt hardened hearts. Why? Because I'm here and I'm praying that he will. And I have faith in a God who can get it done. Me and God are in agreement. Then who you tell me? can be in against something like that. Amen? Sometimes God has to change your position before he can change your condition. So we see this, that she's in the harvest field, and we see an interaction of this. I'm going to read this out of the voice Bible. It's got small print, so bear with me. In verse number 8, Boaz is speaking to Ruth, and he says, listen to me, my daughter, do not go and glean in any other field. In fact, do not go outside my property at all, but stay with the young women who work for me, following the harvesters, and following the harvesters, and bundling the grain into sheaves. Watch the harvesters and see which field they're working in. Follow along behind these servants of mine. Listen, we'll call people to follow us as we follow the Lord. How do you lead people to Jesus? Be led by Jesus. God led me to this place. God's leading me step by step, foot by foot, day by day, little by little, one by one. I'm following the leader. It makes it a lot easier for me. I'm just a follower. But, there will, but we're leading people to the Jesus that we are being led by. Do you understand what I'm saying? And don't worry, he'll make himself known. There's a difference when you know you're on the wrong road going the wrong way and you, and you get around people that are on the right road going the right way. Righteousness is what it's called. Seek first the kingdom of God and his rightness. Isn't that right? And, and you don't treat them unkindly you don't treat them mean and condescending now don't misunderstand me when I when you know I will not back down from the devil that's in people that I have been assigned to are you listening see and you just be appropriate with that sometimes you just go stand up say devil I got your number you're gone Understand, you're not going to hide the glory of God from these people any longer. But then treat them kindly. You can be rough on the devil, tough on the devil, and kind to people. Isn't that right? You know, I mean, when I go somewhere, I don't just get up in folks' face and all that kind of stuff. You, You pray for people. You talk to God about them before you talk to them about God. And the time will come, they go, I notice you don't cuss. No, I used to. Matter of fact, I used to be good at inventing cuss words. I prided myself. I could, in, I could string them into entire sentences and paragraphs with exclamation points and question marks, all the punctuations. Are you listening? See? But, you know, uh, well, why don't you do that anymore? Ah, there's enough damning going on. I'm going to bless what do you mean, bless? Well, let me tell you. See? 
the mouse attached to the heart. My heart's been changed, so I just, you know, I'm going to use my tongue for other things. See? Are you hearing? People will ask you about the hope that's in you. You just have to be willing to wait till they ask you. And they'll ask you if you're being a witness because you're a worshiper. There'll be something different about you. How many of you ever been in a place where they go, there's something different about you? Well, let me tell you about the one that's made a difference for me that can make a difference for you. Amen? Well, we'll get you out of here because I know you're being, you're, you're, you know, you know, it was, I don't know, what, what was Alabama? Who'd Alabama play yesterday? How long did the game last? It's four and a half hours. The game lasted four and a half hours. A game can last that long. Preacher, it it getting close to time, ain't it, here? I'm just saying. The champion of champions worth listening to and watching for a while if you want to have a win in life. How many of you would like to have a winning season this next time around? How many of you would like to be all the way on top? Everybody else down underneath. Yeah, I'm talking to you right now. We're, we're about to get to the good part. And, and, and then we'll, we'll be done. Amen. Because I can see eyes get wide, you know, and it's like, God, he's certainly digging around in this thing, taking so long, you know, it seemed like. <clears throat> Anyhow, <laughs> my granddaughter can't even talk, can't walk, got a, got an elephant this big on her chest, and she's slumped down on the couch. They put her there. She can't move. She's going to watch the game, four and a half hours or not. Pooping, peeing, drooling, spitting, all that kind of stuff. Watching everybody else. But now she's uh, her destiny has been decided. <laughs> Some folk take it serious. I mean real serious. You know what I'm saying? Amen. And nothing wrong with that. I just wish I could take God as serious as some other stuff in my life. Pray the Lord, everybody. About as far as I'm going to go. Why don't you talk about the Auburn people? Pastor Ron is making a statement today. If y'all got an issue, you talk with Pastor Ron. Look at his innocent little self. Look look at him. His wife's sitting there with her arm around and going, Oh yeah, baby. War, war eagle. Hmm? You wonder how come churches suffer division. along those lines not theological I mean just the team anyway (laughs) he said follow the harvesters follow behind these servants of mine see God's going to put you in front of people and God's also going to put people in front of you that they're in the harvest you know, it takes faith to reap. Not just to sow and to grow, but it takes faith. We have, to, we, we have to have faith to reap. I thank God that Ruth was in the right place at the right time with the right people. 
She's hearing the right words and right things are beginning to happen for her. And, you know, Boaz told her, he said, now stay here in this field. He said, now listen, if you get thirsty, he said, uh, you know, uh, uh, if you get thirsty, he said, there's plenty here. Isn't Jesus that way? He said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me. If anybody's hungry, you know, people really are thirsty and hungry for that which is real, the living water. They really are. Don't discount uh, them. They're working real hard, see, at trying to be good enough, trying to have right things and all of that. But he goes on here and uh, he invited her to lunch when lunchtime come. I like this. He said, come over here and have some of mine. You know, when you're, why is she out there gleaning? They come back with nothing. They didn't have a harvest of their own. She's out there having, you know, God is making a harvest happen for her. And she's in the place where Boaz, who's a type of Jesus, is sharing freely. He goes, you come over here and have some of mine. It says she ate her full and there was some left over. And then it, it says this, that she got back up to work. And he... The first thing that he did, you need to understand that, that this intervention in this situation, uh, you know, there was conversation that went on. But it says that when the meal was finished, she got back up to go to, to return to work. And then Boaz pulled some of the young harvesters aside and gave them instructions about her. He said, Don't, let her pick up grain from among the sheaves. Do not reprimand or humiliate her for gleaning where it is usually forbidden. See, it was against the law. Don't you know at lunchtime that there were whispers among the, in the pew, maybe some from the pulpit that, Now, God is good to the good. She don't belong here. She didn't do nothing. She shouldn't be healed. She shouldn't be loved on. She shouldn't get in on the same thing that we're getting in on. Yet Boaz, whose mama was Rahab, see, understood the spirit of the law. Are you listening? He understood grace. See, the law keepers, the law givers, the judge, the jury, the prosecutors, all of that. They're, they're, oh, they may not say it to your face, but this man is making a statement where she is concerned. And he pulls some of the harvest aside. He said, now don't you say one sideways word to her because I'm telling you, I am positioning her. I, she qualifies. I heard what she did for the one, a widow. You give even a drink of water to one of these little ones and you're going to get rewarded. And he said that. He's going to repay you and reward you, this God that you've came to. Let me tell you something. We didn't deserve anything that we get from God. We didn't earn any of it. And there are going to be those in these last days that are going to come through those doors and you've borne the heat of the day. You have worked all the way through for the same pay that he's going to give them getting in in the last hour. But aren't you glad that they get out on the last hour because he's the Lord of the heart and he can do what he wants to do with his own stuff. And he is going to be generous with grace. 
heal the people you don't think should be healed. I mean, set free the people. Listen to me. He is going to set free people that you have judged, condemned, persecuted, put away for the rest of their life. But the Lord has opened the prison door. They ain't going to look like you. They ain't going to smell like you. They ain't going to act like you. They're going to be so damned blessed. Ain't we blessed? Damn it all. Yes. We are blessed. You, uh, uh, yes, we're blessed. <laughs> they don't know how to talk. They're just talking like they talk. Isn't that right? Well, I'm telling you what, that, that, that friggin' guy that plays that piano, he can really play that friggin' thing, can't he? It's a, yeah, yeah. He can play it. Yeah. Amen. You're going to have to overlook some stuff. <laughs> they ain't going to be like you. Because you've been too long in the field. You've been too long in the blessing. You ain't been, you're so far from the cursing, you know you go, they cursed. They just come out of the curse. They're just coming out of it. They don't know any other way. Amen. That's how they communicate. (laughs) Are you listening? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we're going down to the bar tomorrow night, Saturday night. You want to come? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be in church on Sunday. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. See, you know, uh, I used to go down there. and I might go down there if you want to talk to folks about Jesus with you. I might want, you know, but... uh, uh, let's talk them into coming to church with us. Amen. And you know, listen, I'm going to tell you what. While, uh, uh, while, well, pastor now, see, didn't the religious people say, why Jesus down there with them characters? Why Jesus hanging out with that scum and prostitutes? And Why is Jesus down at the tax collector's house and you know they're boozing it up down there? Are you listening? He wasn't there to, to let them change him. He was there to change them. Change their minds. Isn't that right? Just change their mind. I thank God God's working on hearts and changing minds. That's what repentance is. The goodness of God. Amen. And be judicious where things like that are concerned, you know. If you're easily swayed and all that kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying. Don't. You know you can't mess with that. Then just be upfront and honest. Just say, listen, I used to, but I'm going to tell you what. Now, I can't do that no more. See? Are you hearing? But not judgmental or critical or mean in any way or condemning where that's concerned. See, it wasn't lawful. It was usually forbidden. But grace and favor overrides the law. Are you listening? It's forbidden for them to mix with foreigners. 
It's forbidden, with, you know, for her to, she's supposed to be on the outside in the gleanings. And he said, no, you get her right up here in front. Matter of fact, he said, don't, don't you say one thing sideways. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take it one step further. You pull out some of the good stuff and you make it easier. Be good to her. I want to be good to her. I, I'm, I'm working something here. See, sometimes God has to change our position. What's God's position on people that don't know him? He wants them to know him. How's they going to know him? It's the people that really do know him are going to make him known. That's how it works. So whatever your assignment is, wherever, you know, follow after the harvesters. We're in a harvest time and in a great harvest field. We don't have to look around here and say, you know, oh, someday, somehow, someway. There are people right at hand that God has you there for a purpose to be a witness to them. None of us is going to be perfect where that's concerned. Isn't that right? But just be a worshiper. Listen, and do what he tells you, hear what he says, and witness to people. You don't have to be perfect to be in God's world. You don't have to be perfect to be, uh, you know, I've been to perfect church, how about you? I've tried to build the perfect church, how about you? Matter of fact, during some of my married life, my name has been Mr. P. It means Mr. Perfect. I didn't fare very well where that was concerned because, you know, uh, and neither will we. Isn't that right? Grace and favor, the blessing of God. How God does things, how God sees things, how God sees people. Aren't you glad that he sees us seated on the mercy seat, just trying to get us on that mercy seat? Just trying to get... People to the place where they can grasp the grace of God for their life. Amen. But we can't get them there if we're not there ourselves. If we don't change our position, first of all. Amen. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. I hope you got something out of this. It might seem like a little smorgasbord, maybe a buffet style. You got to pick and choose what you want. Some of you like chicken wings and some of you want steak and taters. It's all right. It's all good. Amen. It really is. I just believe that God, a uh, while back there uh, at the beginning of the service, and I want to, I want to, uh, uh, we take this by faith that, uh, uh, that if not today, another day, somehow, some way, uh, we trust God that He's using what little portion we have that we're sharing with other people. And we're all in this together now. You know, this uh, none of this could happen without you and your faith and you loving God and you loving people enough, you know, that we're a sign, aren't we? We're a symbol and a sign that when we gather together on a Sunday and we keep the Sabbath and we prioritize God and His, His plans and purposes for our life, that's different. That's a sign. It's a sign to an unbelieving world. It's a sign uh, to other people that there is a God. He is to be honored. He is to be praised because he's good. And he loves us. And we make time for uh, 
the things that are most important and the ones that are most important for our life. So if you gave your heart to Jesus a little while ago, I want to congratulate you where that's concerned. If you waited until now, go on ahead and do that now. It's not the words that we speak. It's in our heart. Just say, Lord, I need you to help me. I'm ready to, I'm ready to follow you. And when you do that, uh, he'll enable you. He'll power. No one can live this Christian life apart from grace. Grace gives us God's ability to do it. He changes us from the inside out. Where we didn't want to before, as he begins to change our mind and our heart, and we begin to follow that desire, God brings his power, and he makes the way for us to live in front. That way uh, is a way of grace. It's a way of favor. There's nothing that you could do that would ever separate you from God's love. If you mess up, God loves you. If you're messed up, God loves you. God knows. God sees. God cares. And God's with you and God's for you. I want to thank you for joining us today. Until the next time, please remember this. You are so very blessed. Go on and just take a hold of that. Let that be uh, who you are. Let God, allow God to love you. And remember this until then. Because you are so very blessed, you be at rest. Amen. Now, for all of you that are feeling hard at me about the Alabama football game and the time frame, please forgive me. Don't harbor that all week long because you won't want to come back again. I'm not going to hold it against you for sitting four hours in front of the TV set watching the game. And don't hold it against me that I held you for a little over an hour here uh, in church. You know, Pastor Ron, the Auburn Knight, uh, had his part. Pastor Sandy had her part. Uh, everybody, uh, you know, has a part in that, so it doesn't lay all on top of me. Amen. I'm good with that. I hope you, <laughs> I hope you are to listen. We love you so very much. Thank you for being here and giving your time today. I'm going to tell you what. Remember the seed. The, there's bread in the house. You know, uh, eat the hay, leave the sticks. If it don't pertain to you, just eat the hay, leave the sticks. See, but there's also seed. You may not need everything that you heard uh, today. Today, see, put it away. Hide it in your heart. See, God will bring it up. The Holy Spirit will call it to your remembrance when you do need it. See, and feed your faith, guys. Feed your faith. This is a time uh, where the kingdom of God is is at hand. It's very near. It's a time, you know, uh, many, many Christians are just giving, have, have got so used to giving God a casual sideways glance, see, in a time when we really need to be paying attention, that God's giving us special attention. And I'm going to tell you what, what you feed will grow. It will grow. And it may be a decision and a discipline at first where this word, but this word will become your delight. And God's showing more about what he's been telling than ever before. I, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Amen. I have one more thing to uh, encourage you uh, with. Uh, um, and and we want, I want to just give glory to God where this is concerned. You know, Pastor Cindy and I um, uh, 
and we've been trained this way. You know, we've had to prove this out for ourselves. But I'll tell you something. Listen, prayer and fasting, special attention and giving, uh, you know, uh, will uh, in private. You know, I have to make a big show with things like that. But if you've got anything in your uh, in your, how many of you ever feel like some of your harvests were being held up? It, it, you just sense it's a time for certain things. And you know that that timing is from God. It's a harvest time. But your harvest is being held up. You know, we had a sense of that back in September. And so we begin to just seek the Lord. There's pressure and something. We just begin to seek the Lord. And I won't go into a lot of detail, but, you know, he, he uh, uh, we, we needed to understand. I don't understand why... Our harvests are being held up in some things. And so he reminded us about Daniel. And every uh, every uh, January, we do a 21-day fasting and prayer. And that's the same thing. It's that there, are a lot of th- there are several things that come out of that. But one of the things, this time the Lord just said, he goes, Daniel set himself to understand. And so he just gave up pleasant bread, you know. But it was a time that, you know, uh, he, he, he pressed in to God. Not anybody else. It wasn't in front of anybody else. And, and he needed some things to move, and things did move, but there was 21 days involved there. And, uh, uh, you know, but things were loosed up. Things were, uh, uh, things moved. Amen. You know, some of you needing and wanting God to move. You need to make a move drawn near to God. There are, are things that are available to you. Your weapons are not carnal. They're mighty for the pulling down of strongholds, trusting God's ability. But the minute that you, you start seeking an answer, an answer will be sent. If it gets held up, know this. God does not withhold any good thing from those. And we have four things in front of God. Three of those have have got broke loose. Amen. The answers came. Uh I got one more uh got one more uh um uh one more thing that that that's gonna be taken care of too. You know, after there are some things that after you have obeyed God you inherit, you receive the promises. Amen. Now why would you say that? Some of you been in find yourself in this situation. All right? Well follow them that are follow after the harvesters, the harvesters. I'm telling you, you know, how we, uh, uh, by faith, are, you know, are reaping a harvest that we felt like was being hindered, being withheld. I don't need to go into any details because your details would be different than ours. The principle is the same. Amen? Ask God about it. He'll direct you. But I'm just telling you, uh, he works when we work with him. Are you hearing? And he'll tell you what to do. And when you simply do that, that's by faith. And faith will always uh, have a uh, God outcome where that's concerned. Amen? Does that minister? Anybody here that, that, that that's your uh, situation? I don't... don't you know, uh, I'm going to just take that by faith. I don't need you to show hands so that I can go home and say, well, boy, you didn't look like an idiot by saying that, you know. Praise the Lord. But uh, consider these things, see. Be a spiritual person. 
If your naturals are, are messed up a little bit, get up on top of it spiritually. You have recourse spiritually, see, that will have an effect in the naturals. You know what I'm talking about? Now, I'm not talking about you trying to, you know, how many of you know fasting and praying is not to manipulate God or to try to make God do something. He already knew what he was going to do. He just needs you to be in faith, willing and obedient in the earth, and now that partnership power can flow through it. You know what I'm talking about. Amen? All right, well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless this people. And I thank you that you have given uh, answers today for pe to people that have had questions. I thank you, Lord, that we take these words as an advantage in our life that we can advance with you. And I declare harvest released, harvest moving. I declare, Lord, that we rise to the reapings in our life in the name of Jesus, I pray that we would not settle, Lord, for just the corners and the scraps and the scrapings of the field, but there are, you have more for us. Anybody that believes and, and senses in their heart you, that you have more for them, I thank you, Lord, today that they'll rise to that, that faith will come, faith will ignite, and, they'll, and you will tell them plainly and show them clearly what they are to do. In Jesus' name, because your word is not just for hearing. Your word is for doing. When the information is looked at long enough that the revelation comes, Lord, I thank you that the, that the transformation will happen when we find the right application. I pray that you would give them the, the insight and the comprehension of how to apply these words to their life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, praise the Lord. You'll be on your way. Some of you, we, we uh, threw the cable on you and got you out of the ditch. Now be on your way, amen. And you'll see that God's making a way. And you're not, it's not too late for you. Some of you are struggling, right? I just, you know, there's a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom right here. It's a supernatural gift of the Holy Ghost. God does not want you left undone. Some of you have just have been stuck and feeling like that you've missed your divine appointments. See, that you missed it. And the devil says, well, now it's all ruined. It's not ruined. He already made a phone call. Let them know you're going to be late. But how many of you know, God will just set it all up over again. You're going to be fine. You're not too late. God saved the best for last. He knew you'd get stuck. He knew, you, he knew you'd be upside down or whatever in the day. He knew all about that. And he can work it out another way, but he is working it out. Now you quit, you know, having the weight and the worry that you missed it and that's the only way that God ever could have done it. That was the only time. See, time, our times are in his hands. Isn't that right? He'll just make another appointment. And he'll, and, and he'll see that you're able to keep it. Did that help anybody here today? Well, we want you to go home helped. Don't want you to go, to, go home hindered and hurt. And all of that, amen? Lord, I thank you that your answers are coming into people's lives. And that, and that they're being trained for ruling and reigning. They're not beggars, they're believers. 
And when we just simply believe you, Lord, when we believe you, here you come. And God, you're looking right now, your eyes. See, the God that sees you, you know. Well, he just answered you, didn't he? See? And in his answering, he lets you know that he sees you. And I'm going to tell you what now. His eyes go to and fro, the Bible says, across the earth. Well, today and tomorrow and the next day, looking for somebody that he can show himself strong on your behalf. Now, what would that be? He's going to connect the dots and ask you to trust him. And even when you don't see how it's all going to work out, oh, I could tell you some things, but talk about timing. It took a long time to get there, and it was suddenly, you know, it just seemed like overnight, but it wasn't overnight. God connected the dots. But some of you are standing at the gate, and the gate's about to open, and you're going to see harvest uh, beyond what you ever dreamed of set right out in front of you, that you're going to be a partaker. Don't be a beggar. Amen? Just get on up in here, follow after the harvest. I'm telling you, it's time. Use your faith. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.